Welcome to New Season Ministry with Evangelist Jeremy Cook. We hope today's message will challenge, encourage, and uplift you in your walk with the Lord. Enjoy the message. Your Bibles tonight and go with me to the book of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 tonight. I want to share with you a few things that I feel like that the Lord has really been speaking to me um, over the last several weeks, probably for the last four to five weeks. God has really been just been working on me about some things. And this afternoon when I got home, I was sitting down and I was uh, trying to get a I tried to get a little rest and. As I was sitting down, as I was sitting down, uh, I just began to ask God, God, um, what would you have me to share? And he brought this passage of scripture to my mind as a confirmation to what I feel like that God has already been dealing with me on. I want to share some things with you tonight. Now, I, I, I don't believe this is necessarily going to be a message where we're, uh, where we're, we're, we're not going to be. I'm not anticipating us running the aisles and falling out on the floor and stuff. But this is, I believe this is going to be a little bit more of a practical teaching because I believe that God wants us to walk in something that maybe for a while, uh, even me personally, I haven't been walking in like I should. And so I want to just, uh, because tonight what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about words. I want to talk to you tonight about what we say. I want to talk to you about what comes out of our mouth. What comes up out of the heart. And Jesus is speaking in Matthew chapter 12. And I want to begin reading at verse 35 tonight. Verses 35, 36, and 37. Jesus is speaking to those that are around him that are listening, then this is what he says. The word of the Lord says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak. They shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by your words thou shalt be condemned. I don't know, you can be seated tonight, before we go any further in this message, I don't know, Pastor, what the judgment seat is going to look like. The Bible gives us some indications and gives us some pictures about those things. I'm not sure exactly all what that is going to look like, but I am a firm believer that outside we will be judged according to His Word. But I also believe that when we stand before him, that a lot of what we will be judged by 
will be what has been spoken out of our mouth. Amen. And that's what I want to talk to you tonight about. I want to talk to you tonight about words. I want to talk to you tonight about the wonderful world of words. Father, I thank you tonight, Lord God. God, this is a different message for me that I've that I've ever taught on or I've preached on before. But God, I believe that you've been speaking to this to me, Lord God, for the last several weeks. And I believe that tonight, Lord God, that you have given me the opportunity to release what you have already been speaking to me tonight. Father, I'm asking you, Lord, right now in these next few moments of time that you would just begin to meet with us, that you would open up our hearts, open up our understanding, Lord God. Let us have ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us tonight. Father, whenever we'll cease to give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it all, in Jesus' name we pray. The church says amen and amen. Hey, you know this by now, church, that I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I, 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 I like things that ordinary people probably, that probably shouldn't like. I, I, I get amazed at technology. I love I love technology. I see how technology has has evolved over the years and over the decades and over uh, and, and over the centuries. One of the things that I like is I like things that are recorded. How that how that in recording how that how that you can begin to record something, speak into something, and sound begins to travel at the speed of 186,000 miles per second. And those sound waves begin to come out of a device that you listen to. Whether if it is preaching, whether if it is it's teaching or music or something that you that you hear over, uh, over the television. I'm just amazed at how powerful those things can be. And you've heard me at times talk about how that even some scientists now believe that those those sound waves, those beams actually never stop circulating. That once you speak something into the atmosphere, it is actually constantly in motion. It never disappears. It never uh, it never goes away. It'll go on and on forever. And the only thing really that that keeps us from recalling those words back uh, from from the air is the fact that scientists believe that they have not uh, developed the, the equipment sophisticated enough to be able to draw those words back so that we can dial in on them and begin to hear them. Still others believe that every word that has ever been spoken since the foundation of the world is out there in space somewhere. And if we could just be able to dial into that and, and have the equipment that is sophisticated enough to be able to reach down into and to pull those things, we would be able to hear things that have been talked about since the beginning of time. I mean, I think about it. What, what would it be like to be able to dial in? 
with our technology today and hear Abraham Lincoln's actual voice stand up and say, you know, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth on this land a new, uh, a, a new nation. What would it be like to hear him give the Gettysburg address? What would it be like to be able to actually dial in into the sound waves and to hear Peter stand up on the day of Pentecost and say, hey, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. But what would it be like if we could go all the way back to the beginning of time when the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was out form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovered among over the waters and God said let there be light what would it be like to be able to tap in and to hear God speak this world into existence what would it be like to hear God speak galaxies and stars into place what would it be like to hear God speak the very first words to mankind I'm telling you words are important you see whether this whether we think that any of that is true or not the reality is one thing I do know is that words are powerful little creatures. Words are very powerful. With words, we can applaud or we can assault. With words, we can bless or we can bruise. With words, we can calm or we can curse. With words, with our words, we can delight or we can destroy with our words we can edify or we can or we can exhaust with our words we can fulfill or we can make faint with our words we can produce gladness or we can produce gloom with our words we can heal or we can hurt we can do all of that pastor with this little thing in the middle of our face called our mouth and the words that we speak. Don't ever be deceived tonight, church, that the very words that you speak are important because the Bible says that the power of death and of life are in the tongue. What you say matters. You see, Proverbs chapter Number six in verse two would say at times that man is snared with the words of his mouth and thou art taken with the words of your mouth. You see, those are not my thoughts. Those are not my ideas. Those are not my opinions. That's what the wisest man that has ever lived would say. He would say that sometimes our words cause a snare unto us. But greater than that are the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
when he would look at his disciples and he would tell those that are around him and he would say these words. He would say, by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. These two statements came from the lips of our Lord, and they should strike fear. I'm going to say that. It should strike fear and concern in us for us to take adequate inventory about the things that we say, about the things that we talk about, about the things that, hey, can I just say that? About the things that we joke about, about, about everything, about everything that we do. Because believe it or not, one of these days we are going to stand in front of an almighty God and he is going to play back every single word that we have spoken. He says every idle word you are going to give account of on the day of judgment. And I don't feel like standing before God and having God look at me and say you shouldn't have said that and that condemned you. I want to be able to stand before God and by the words of my mouth I can stand before him justified. You see, there are, a few, there are a few things more wonderful and few things more mighty than our words. And in this message, in this teaching tonight, I want to talk to you about this. Because here's what I feel like. I feel like that the tenor of every conversation that we have is always a reflection of our heart. Listen to me carefully, church. I truly believe what you talk about, what you speak out of your mouth, ultimately is a reflection of what is in your if bitterness is in your heart, you're going to talk about things that make you bitter. If joy is in your heart, then as you speak, the things of joy are going to flow, are going to flow out of that. If you have, if, if you're, if you're, if you're in your heart, if your heart is hurt, you're going to speak hurtful things that are going to come out. Why? Because the Bible says that out of the abundance, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You cannot separate your mouth from your heart. No. You see, uh, see if, you, if all you talk about is money, then your heart is toward money. If all you talk about is politics, your heart is towards politics. If your heart is, if your heart is toward anger or resentment or, or, or unforgiveness, your speech is going to do is going to do that. See, see, we can't help but talk about the things that are in our heart. Oh, and so we've got to understand this. Because he says, by your words, you shall be justified. By your words, you shall be condemned. 
So let me walk you through what the Lord has been talking to me about for the last several weeks concerning my own life. I'm going to use me as an example tonight. Some things that God has been talking to me about concerning the words that I speak. And tonight if the Lord will help me within the next 15 to 20 minutes, I've got four questions that I want to ask you about your words. And the things that you speak. Are you ready tonight? Number one. Are the words that you speak. Do they matter? So it has been said. That 98% of what we worry about. Never comes to pass. And that the majority of our conversations are actually worries that we verbalize. Mm. This means that most of what we talk about is actually imagined ideas in our minds that we think are going to happen. It is things that we'll never take Place, And if they do, they really don't make that much of a difference in the long run. That is the reason why the Bible says to be careful or to be anxious for nothing. And so the question is, are the words that we are speaking concerning the situations of our life... Do they matter? Because here's the thing. Most of the arguments that divide friends, families, spouses are about things that really have no eternal significance. Okay, here we go. Most of the things that even split churches at the end of the day, Pastor, are of no eternal significance more families have been split over words more churches have been split over words more more communities have been split over words and my brothers and sisters can I tell you 90% of the things that we talk about and verbalize in those things simply do not matter Okay, here we go. We are getting ready to enter into a political season. Like I I personally believe this, that if God doesn't intervene, it's going to to rock the foundation of America. I want to tell you something. I don't care what side of the aisle that you follow. Because I want to tell you this. God is neither Democrat Neither is he Republican. He's holy. When you stand before God, God ain't going to ask to look at your voter ID card. Okay. He's not going to ask you to, he's not going to ask you whether or not if you were for the elephant or if you were for the donkey. He's going to ask you whether or not if you were for the lamb. And let me tell you what, let me tell you, and I'm not trying to sound political, Pastor. Y'all ought to know my heart by now. I tell you, I I despise politics. 
Because I, I want to tell you, because you know what politics means, right? Poly means many. Ticks mean a blood-sucking creature. That's what politics is. And I can't stand it. And I want to tell you right now, we even got people in certain camps now that are fighting over each other and are spewing out words because, well, this man's going to run for, for president and he's going to take this person's vote. It really doesn't matter in the long run because it has no eternal significance. And the fact is, we've got families that will split over it and can't talk to one another. We got people in the church that'll split over it and can't talk to one another. And at the end of the day, five years from now, ten years from now, should the Lord tarry, it won't matter at all. We get upset in church. We spew words in church. And we begin to say, and we begin to say things out of our heart. And we hurt and we wound. And we do things that at the end of the day, the things that we get upset about, the things that we talk about, the things that we verbalize simply do not matter. See, let me ask you this. Is what you are worried about right now going to make a difference in your life five years from now? Is what you're worried about going to make a difference ten years from now? Is what you're worried about, what's it going to make a difference twenty years from now? Let me ask you this. If, if Jesus was to come back tonight, is what you're worried about really going to make a difference. If it doesn't, why are you talking about it? This is good preaching whether anybody says amen or not. What does it matter? You see, the unfortunate thing is, is that when disagreements set in words are spoken that cannot be recalled. As a tree falls... So shall it lie. You see, once you speak those words, they are out there. And Jesus tells his disciples, he says, every idle word you will give an account for. The word idle means unnecessary, useless, or uncalled for. You will give an account for every unnecessary, uncalled for, and useless word that you speak. Whew, it's getting heavy tonight. But you have, so you have to ask yourself does what I say matter? Number two. The second question that I've asked myself over the last few weeks is this. Does what I say flatter? What does it mean to flatter? To flatter means to praise excessively. 
from a place of self-interest is to talk beautiful about someone in hopes that at the end of the day, it'll be beneficial for you. See, a young man once looked at his girlfriend and said, you look charming tonight. To which she replied, oh, you'd say that even if you didn't think it. His response was, yes, and that makes us even because you'd think it even if I didn't say it. We all know what it is We all know what flattery is, yet the Bible makes it clear that flattery should have no place in the vocabulary of the child of God. You see, sincere appreciation, yes. Flattery, no. What's the difference between sincere appreciation and flattery? Flattery says, you're the best preacher we've ever had. Sincere appreciation says, I really enjoyed your sermon. Flattery says, you're the best member in the entire church. Sincere appreciation says, I'm honored to be your pastor. Flattery says, you're the best worker in the entire office. Sincere appreciation says you always do an excellent job. You see, the sad thing is is that flattery always contains an element of truth to it. It takes a person's good points and exaggerates them insincerely. Disguised as a compliment, flattery can actually be occurs. It is presented as if it was meant to help when it's actually intended to hurt. Flattery pays compliments and hoping that we can get ahead. Flattery has ulterior motives. And can I tell you, in ministry, I see it every day. In ministry, I see as I travel across this country, as an evangelist, I see flattery. I see we can whatever, however that you want, however that you want to label it. I have seen that. And my question is to you: What is the motive to the compliments that you pay? To somebody. Only God knows that. But what is the what is the motive of your compliments to somebody? Are you hoping that if you pay the right compliment, it gets you a better position? Or it gets you a better connection? Or it gets you to a different place? Can I tell you, at the end of the day, God calls that sin. The Bible says this in Psalm chapter 5 and verse 9. He warns us 
of those who would flatter when he says, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wicked. Their throat is an open sculpture. They flatter with their tongue. So you have to ask yourself about the words that you speak. So what you're talking about, does it matter? The second thing is, is that, is it flattered? Question three tonight. I tell you, this is a different message, but I feel like this is what's been in my heart. Question number three is, is it chatter? Chatter is defined by Webster's Dictionary as talking idly or incessantly. Now I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I love blues songs. I do. I love, I love blues songs. I just happened to look up this song that came up out in the 1960s and it speaks of one's girlfriend. It says, baby, you talk too much. You worry me to death. Baby, you talk too much. You even worry my pets. You just talk, talk, talk. You talk too much. You see, somebody has observed many years ago that God has given us two ears while only given us one mouth. Which could easily be interpreted that it is meant for us to hear twice as much as that we actually speak. Can I tell you, James would talk about this in James 1 and 19 when he would say, Let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. You've heard me say this recently a number of of times, Dave Ramsey would say, everybody is an expert in their opinion. What I have found out is that is everybody is quick to speak, but they're slow to hear. Uh, I'm preaching better than you're shouting right now. This is good biblical preaching right now. Amen. When we would rather talk more than we want to listen. When we want to be heard more than we seek to understand. Then oh. that means that there is an issue of the heart. Because see, contrary to popular opinion, talk is not cheap. Talk is actually rather expensive or else Jesus would have never said in our text tonight that by your words you shall be justified or by your words you will be condemned that's heavy to me because it challenges me brother Scotty to want to seek to hear more than I ever want to speak and can I challenge you this? When you listen, don't listen to formulate a response. Listen 
to understand. I've learned this a long time ago. And 37 years of living on this earth. You let someone talk long enough. You'll know exactly what is in their heart. <laughs> uh, see, okay. I must just share this story with you. And uh, I pray that I don't get in trouble. Right before we moved up here. We had a couple that came to our house. And knocked on the door and said, we feel like that God sent us here and we wanted to bless you. God wanted us to bless you with our car. And immediately I got, whoo, glory to God, praise God. I thought, a nice brand new, I believe it was a 2018 car. Nice, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful car. And we've been praying for something like that. We've been praying for God to give us something like that. And there came the knock on the door and oh my goodness. And they said, Let, can we take you out to eat? And we'll, we'll talk about it and, and, and we'll, just get every, we'll just get everything set up. And I said, okay, let's do it. So we went to a place to eat. We're sitting down at that table. And the more that the conversation began to go, I realized they weren't giving me a car. They were giving me a payment. I come to find out that what they said that the Lord wanted to give to me was a $700 a month car payment that they could no longer afford. I don't know about you. I don't need those kind of blessings in my life. <laughs> Somebody better say amen. And so I said, well, I don't think that that's what really what God wants for me. See, if you let somebody talk long enough, you actually understand what is actually in their heart. You see, our speech ought to be so pure, it actually keeps us from profanity. If you get mad and you have to cuss, that is an indication of your heart. Mm, okay, let me move on. We ought to be so holy as to dis as as our speech ought to be distinguished from the rest of the world. You see, Paul addressed the subject. Of chatter in his writings to Timothy when he would write in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and he would say this neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith but refuse profane and old wives fables and exercise thyself unto godliness Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions falsely so-called. You see, what is vain? What is, it, what is profane talk? Profane is, is, a, is a talk that has a lack of reverence 
towards God. My mom asked me one time, the very first time when I was a teenager, Pastor, when she ever heard me cuss, I think, if memory serves me correctly, I think she popped me in the mouth the first time that she ever heard me cuss. I didn't know that she was around. And I was with some friends and I said something that I, that I knew that if I was at home. And she looked at me and she said, Would you have said that if you knew I was there? And of course my response was, absolutely not. She said, but why would you say it in my absence? And my brothers and sisters, we've got an all-seeing and all-hearing God that hears every word that we say. And so our speech ought to be in reverence towards God. Babblings mean empty discussions of vain and useless matters. I've made up in my mind that I'm not going to talk about stuff that actually don't matter anymore. You see, once chatter begins, it has a, it has a way of increasing. You see, Paul says that our speech introduces us to our way of life. What you talk about leads you in the direction that you're going to go in. As a matter of fact, if you talk ungodly, the Bible says that it's going to increase even unto more ungodliness. You see, now, I'm of the generation where, and I hope this is okay tonight, I know we're waiting deep tonight, but I've got just a couple of more things to share with you tonight. I remember as a kid flipping through the TV channels at night and usually they'd come on late at night. Hey, you want to have a conversation? Call 1-900-123-456-78 and you can talk to somebody. And it made multi-millions upon billions of dollars. And then, are you ready? AOL comes out. And we have a little thing that I got introduced to. I told you I'm going to talk about me tonight. Called the chat room. Where you could go in and you could talk to somebody else. I don't know what your opinion is on it. Don't really care. I know that it led me in a season of my life into a bondage that I never needed to be in. And it all come through things that you talk about. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting ready. I don't know if I'm going to get on a soapbox right now or not, but I just I feel it well up inside. And now we've got Messenger and Snapchat and TikTok 
And all of those different types of things for now our young people and our kids as young as 8, 9, and 10 years of age are being exposed to some of the most ungodly chatter in that way. And we walk there and we say, well, oh, it's just kids being kids. No, what we talk about matters. What we are exposed to matters. Our words, they do matter. And the fourth question, and I've already talked longer than I needed to tonight. But I need to, if you'll stick with me for just a couple of more minutes, I'll get this out. Not only do we ask the question, does it matter? Does it flatter? Is it chatter? But number four, what you say, will it shatter? Perhaps you've heard the old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. Words can and do hurt. Even if what you say is true. Mm. You see, it may be true, but it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be said. Oh, this is this is a good this is I, I, if nobody else is getting anything out of this, I'm getting something out of it tonight. You see, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse seven, there's a time to keep silent, and there's a time to speak. Reputations can be ruined by one word that is spoken. Whether false or true, homes have been shattered. Lives can be shattered. We need to hear the words of the wise man Solomon that says in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 18, Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. My brother, I just wanted to tell them the truth. Well, it doesn't give you the right to be a jerk. It doesn't give me the right to be, the, to be a jerk. I, Pastor, we've talked about this so many times. Both publicly and privately. We, I grew up in a church culture that pounded the pulpit and acted like jerks towards the people in the pew and their words crushed And just because it sounds true doesn't give us the right to be hurtful in our speech. You have to ask yourself this question, and and I'm wrapping up. Can my statements go unsaid? Will my words wound my brother or my sister? Can what I say be misconstrued? Do I have all the facts? Or we're good about forming an opinion and stating our minds without actually having all of the facts. Because what we say, can it shatter someone? 
I am reminded of the words of David. Now I'm coming to a close. I haven't preached 45 minutes. I usually preach longer than this. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God. Can I tell you what the last several weeks has been for me? I'm going to tell you. The last several weeks for me has been this. God has let me know the importance of the words that I speak. Now I'm going to be honest with you. You thought Some of you probably thought when I started talking about words, what we do in the, in the modern charismatic Pentecostal word of faith movements about speaking faith. I'm all for that. But you can still, but you, but you can't speak faith and speak gossip at the same time. You can't speak in tongues and speak bitterness at the same time. This is a good teaching right here. You can't, you you, you can't listen. You you can't you can't. As much as I love healing, we can't claim our healing and speak our healing when we speak a whole other bunch of nonsense. When we fly off at the handle and cuss everybody out and yell at everybody and get upset. Doesn't work that way. As a matter of fact, can I tell you what that is? Pastor kind of talked about it when the Sunday morning when he preached out of James. That's a double minded man. That's a double minded person. And a double minded person, they're unstable in all of their ways. You see, the Bible says, Lord, set a watchman at the door of my mouth. And I don't know about you, but I only want to speak those things that are edified. Now, sometimes we have to speak hard truths. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes I remember... There were times that my dad would have to had to sit me down, but it was always in love. He would tell me, and he would correct me, and he would bring correction and understanding. I'm not talking about those. There are times that we draw a line in the sand and we say, "This is this is what it is." But I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend my time talking about things that don't really matter. I don't want to spend my time trying to use my words to get ahead. I don't want to use my time chattering about things that would increase to ungodliness. And I don't want to speak words That bruise and hurt people because you can never get 
those back. Can never get those back. And I don't know about you, but there have been times I have been guilty of those words. Can I tell you something? I learned this several years ago. And I've kind of taken it to heart. And as I'm talking to people, I, especially people that I have, if, if I get a sense that I have offended them and, or what have you, or somebody that I may have hurt, and they come to me and they tell me, you know, well, what you said hurt me. And I used to say this, but several years ago, I was in a, I was in a leadership class. And they were actually talking about words. And he said, a lot of times what we will say is, Brother Scotty, that wasn't my intention. And then he looked at us and he said, but here's the thing. Unintentional hurt still hurts. Doesn't matter what your intention was. If your words caused hurt and pain, you have to acknowledge the pain and the hurt that your words caused. And I don't know about you tonight, but I don't want my words to cause pain. I don't want my words, I want what I say to be to edify my family, my church, my community. And my prayer is just like David would say, Oh Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. My question is, is that your desire tonight? Stand with me all over this house. We hope you enjoyed today's message by Evangelist Jeremy Cook. If you would like more information regarding New Season Ministry, to schedule Jeremy to minister at your event, or to support the ministry with a love gift, please contact us at 859-404-4007. Or you may email him at pastorjeremycook at gmail.com. God bless, and we will see you next time on New Season Ministry. Mm-hmm.